0: Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of the Future of How We Will Watch Movies. And joining me today on the panel are Andrew Hermes. Hi, Andrew.
1: Hi, Dom. Welcome to the future.
0: <laughs> and Father <laughs> Chip Hines, welcome to the future. Oh, I'm so excited. Do we have flying cars now? <laughs> so, folks, <laughs> wish. yeah, if you want more of this witty banter, remember to like The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows on Facebook. Uh, we were at facebook.com dot slash uh, Retweet us on Twitter. We we're at SQPN. Leave us comments and uh, let us know what you think of the show and engage with us on social media. We love when you do that. So as you might uh, have gleaned from the my opening, uh, we're doing a different kind of discussion today. We're not talking about a movie or a TV show, but we're kind of talking about the state of movie watching in 2020. So we're recording this in August of 2020. And things have, let's just say, things are a little different these days than they normally have been. And so, a bit, <laughs> a bit, but pretty much in every way. So, uh, and m- movie watching, among other things, has changed dramatically and is probably going to change a lot more before it's done. And that's what we wanted to talk about, uh, today. Uh, and so we, we should probably go back to how this all started. Um, but first, you know. How often did you guys go to the movies before covid uh andrew how how often did you go out
1: to the movies and see movie in the theater oh very often um i would say uh you know probably during the summer uh when all the big blockbuster movies come out, you know probably at least twice a month okay um you know and I would say at least once a month uh so i i even even after having a you know our our daughter uh, it made it a little harder, um, but I still try to go out at least once a month, so v- fairly often. And and right before the pandemic, I was just starting to uh, take my daughter to the movies, so um, uh-huh. I was planning on doing it even more. So, yeah, pretty okay. often.
0: How about you, Father Chip? I know you're a movie buff.
2: Oh, yeah. I was going to movies all the time. I mean, you know, in Dom, you and I would go to a movie several times. I mean, just yep. to... About once a know, month. It was, yeah. Yeah. So it was... <laughs> and, yeah, we were, we were doing uh we, I was, saw my fair share of movies with you and I certainly was seeing movies without you. Right. Um, and, so. And yeah.
0: you're, you're, uh, you write reviews, movie reviews for uh, Catholic Digest still, or I know that you were doing that for a while. Uh,
2: I was doing that. The, um, the thing that, unfortunately they've gone out of business. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they stopped publishing because of, uh, COVID. And so, that part of my uh my fun time is gone so uh but that was setting you know, into the
0: movies uh, quite a bit as well uh it, it was, was yeah. it
2: was and and seeing you know but even that and we can get into this later but even that was changed over the years as well so
0: right right so th- let's talk about what happened when COVID- and, and things were beginning to change in how people experience movies, first run movies, that sort of stuff before 2020. But 2020 really, I feel like accelerated things. And so, you know, let's kind of quickly go over what happened in case uh, anybody uh, needs to uh, get a refresher on that. So, yeah, when COVID hit in in about March of this year, it hit the U.S. anyway, uh, movie theaters were quickly shut down. All new movie releases were suspended. The uh, The biggest blockbusters, huge blockbusters that were coming out in the spring were pushed back by months and then eventually indefinitely, like some movies like the James James Bond movie. I'm not sure if it has a new release date yet or not, Uh,
2: but I haven't heard anything on that yet.
0: Yeah. Um, And then uh, one of the things that was in place before COVID was that the movie studios and the movie theater chains had an agreement. And I don't don't know whether this was a formal agreement or more of an informal agreement, but they had a basic agreement that first-run movies, like the movies that that are out there hitting for the first time, would get seventy days in theaters before they'd be available streaming or physical media. Uh, and And that was a big block of time. And the studios had been starting to push back on that because they knew that they could they could do better if they could get the movies in front of streaming because people were starting to change their viewing habits and not go to the theaters. So when COVID hit, the first cracks in that agreement came when Universal Pictures decided to do pay-on-demand streaming or PVOD uh, for its Trolls World Tour movie in April, instead of releasing it to theaters or holding it for theaters. Uh, because at the time, a lot of people thought, well, it's just just give me a few months and then we'll be back in the theaters again. Uh, but I thought, I feel like this was a, a an interesting move on the part of universal because troll's world tour is not a blockbuster movie. <laughs> I'm 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 guessing that for on the one for one thing it was probably not going to get a huge release in the theaters. And as a movie aimed at kids and with families at home with kids all the time now parents were probably looking for something for their kids to watch and do. And this was probably an easy get for parents as opposed to, you know, uh, know, a big R rated movie or something like that.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it was certainly, um, but it was successful, you know, it was successful on as far as those things go. Uh, but it was a, that sure you know, you're right. Parents and kids were home. So, uh, parents as you are, uh, yep. you know, were looking for things for their kids to do, uh, you know, because they weren't at school or maybe your kids were still doing school because you did homeschool. Right. But a lot of, a lot of people were home with their kids so, for right. the first time ever. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they, they were looking for movies for them to watch and things for them to do and content for them to, you know, for them to be in front of. So I imagine that's why Trolls World Tour did fairly well.
0: Well, that's the thing is AMC, AMC Theatres, which is, I think, the biggest chain right now, is it? I think it's the biggest, if not the biggest, it's one of the top three. It's one of the
2: biggest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they responded by saying to Universal, we're no longer because you broke our agreement, which, you know, is stupid because of COVID, but you can't (laughs) show our movie. But anyway, because you broke our agreement, we will no longer put Universal Theatres movies in our theaters. Which is right. that's a basically it's kind of a nuclear option there, uh, sure is. So oh yeah, uh, what ended up happening though was trolls grossed a hundred million dollars in its first three weeks, and because Universal was doing uh, PVOD, they got eighty percent of that box office as opposed to the usual fifty percent. So it, they it was like it was like a like it was a hundred what hundred thirty million box office equivalent, uh, for in three weeks. That's, that's pretty, I mean, that's not, that's not like, uh, Avengers territory, but it's certainly <laughs> no. blockbuster territory. So, I mean, not blockbuster, but successful territory for a movie of that type. And AMC had to back down from its threat. And then, cause later, cause they saw the writing on the wall, uh, they eventually Universal and AMC eventually agreed that when things go back to some semblance of normal, it will be a 17 day exclusivity instead of 70. So wow. they, they basically get two and a half yeah. weeks in the theaters instead of two months and ten days. That's a yeah, that's a big difference.
1: Yeah, and after yeah, and after they announced that, pretty much every other theater chain and every other studio gave AMC and Universal crap for that because they're like, right. well, "What are you doing? Right. This is a a ridiculous deal." First of all, because you know when. When things do start going back to normal, you know, it's you know, box office money, you know, as as nice as streaming is now, you know, it doesn't compare to box office money. And uh, you know, especially for big, you know, properties. You know, Universal has you know, properties like uh Jurassic Park and you right. know, Fast and the Furious. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if other studios decide to do that, I mean they're just, you know, shooting themselves in the in the foot. And and uh and yeah they they caught a lot of flack, they caught a lot of flack for that.
0: Yeah, I think that's part of the bigger discussion I want to have too, because I think the the reason they do it is because they see uh, some trends the, uh, longer term. but we'll uh, we'll get to that because I wanted to also mention the two other ways that that uh, studios were testing the waters here for what what to do next, uh, because the next big thing was Apple went and purchased the Tom Hanks movie Greyhound for Apple TV mm. plus. So, and they released it. It wasn't pay uh, pay-per-view. It was just, if you're a Apple TV plus subscriber, you get to watch it, but they paid, I think 70 million for that. I don't know what that covers. I didn't see, couldn't find it. Like was it just first run. Do they eventually get to, you know, who gets the money for streaming later? Is it out? Does Apple just own it outright in all forms? I'm not sure what that, what the agreement was on that, but 70 million it's not a lot. That movie if it had hit the theaters would have earned a lot more than that, I think. Oh, absolutely. Oh,
2: that sure. I mean yeah, I mean we watched it. You and I watched it yeah. and it was a good movie and it would and it would have gotten, you know, very good reviews and it would have it would have been a great big blockbuster hit for Hanks.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean it was a good movie. Right. So uh, 70 million seems a bit of a you know on the part of uh, you know Apple A bargain for for that movie. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And now, now the next big thing as we record this, the next big test is coming in September with Disney and Mulan. Mulan was one going to be one of the big tentpole movies this summer. They're another one, the next live action version of one of their uh, animation movies, and a big, big movie. And they're releasing it in September on Disney Plus for uh, one time streaming. Thirty uh, bucks, which is interesting. Steep. It's it, you could consider it to be steep or a bargain, depending on who you are. If you're a single guy who want to or, mm. or, or gal who want to watch it, that's a lot more than a movie theater ticket. Right. If I'm a dad with kids, two, three, in my case, two parents and five kids go to the movies is up is a hundred dollar plus, you know, thing. In, but if but even if it's just two people, popcorn and soda, you're quickly at 30 bucks. So maybe it's not such a bad deal. And again, it's a it's sort of a family movie. So maybe that makes it easier to to ask for 30 bucks for it. Um,
2: is this a family movie, though? I mean, is it? I it's, mean, it's I know it's <laughs> Disney and it's live action, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's a, a quote unquote family movie. You know, yeah, I think I mean, the
1: marketing I think the marketing for it is, you know, I don't think they've done a good job because you're right, father. It does seem like uh, it could be. The, it looks like a like an action sort of yeah. movie that, that might be geared towards, you know, older, um, you know, maybe teenagers, teenagers or something. But yeah. I, but based I, I on a,
0: I, car, but in, on an animation, which is going to draw in a lot of a lot of people are going to assume it's like the animation. Right. Right. That's yeah. the, that is the thing that's confusing.
2: It is confusing. Yeah. And I, I think because I, I was looking at the I I was I I went back to, to look to see the story of the Mulan from the the uh, the cartoon and then to look at this story. And it's they're they're different. They're slightly different stories. And there's characters in the animation that are not in the movie, the live action movie. They've got composite characters now. And there's this whole kerfuffle about, um, you know, Mulan and is it, uh, you know, she's supposed to, she's a girl, but she's being a boy. And, you know, there's this whole weird undercurrent that's going on now because of the way society is and everything else. But I'm, I'm just I just wonder if if people are going to be fooled by that well that was and in think- the
0: original too that that she was pretending to be a boy so she could go to no, war in her father's i know place, but i know i i get but that. it has new resonance it has new resonance yes yeah. yes well whichever that is uh it, it's it, it's a big experiment because depending on how successful this is you know Universal's universal but disney Basically owns right. everything else, <laughs> right? You know, if <laughs> yeah, Disney true. decides oh, we're 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 not doing theaters anymore, or at least for the near future, uh, so all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies, and all the rest of it is going to be on Disney Plus, and you pay thirty bucks to see it. That is a that would be a, that would be an earthquake in the theater film theater industry.
1: Yeah, that's another thing you know about uh about that deal that you mentioned, Dom, between Universal IMC. Um, is is that that deal doesn't really work if the, if you're right, like a studio like Disney doesn't agree to do it across the board, uh, uh you know, and 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 all the other studios. So, um, it, it was really I think I know you said it, we'll get back to it, but just just wanted to point that out. I think it's they're they're trying to set a precedent, and I think uh, I think the a studio like Disney is really the ones to look to to see what the future is going to be like.
0: Well, I, I think I so. We can get it. We can start talking about that part of the, the future of the movies, because because the question is, is what's the future of theaters? Are we going to go back to the theater is the place where you see first run movies primarily? Uh, and, you know, it's the big uh, experience, the communal experience of going to the movies. Or are we going to be shifting our movie experience more to like what we do with Netflix and Amazon Prime and Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus and all that sort of thing and shift that more towards streaming. And we're gonna get blockbusters streaming first. Uh and and it doesn't have to be all or the other all one thing or the other. But I feel right. like that the the dis the universal deal is a crack in the wall that play I, I think Disney wants to break that down. I think Disney it wants to because people ha, the, the people have have stopped going to movies as often as they used to, like the the viewership, the attendance at theaters has plummeted over the past 20 years. And true. And, and the theaters have been were, mm-hmm. were hurting before we got into this. And so I think the the studios were thinking, you know, theaters aren't the place we need to something new. And that's why they've been snapping up like Disney bought Hulu and started uh, Disney Plus and that sort of thing. And I wonder if, if coronavirus is just going to accelerate that process away from theaters. What do you think? Yeah, I think, um,
2: you know, I fear that that might be the case. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I enjoy going to the movies and I enjoy that communal experience. And, you know, so I fear that this might be, you know, at least temporarily, if not permanently a death knell for the theaters, um, you, you, because, you know, why, why would they want to go back to that if they can make the money off of the streaming and off of the uh, the pay-per-view and people, um, people have larger TVs now. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't get a TV screen probably as big as a, as a movie theater screen, but you still have a pretty good size screen and you can, you know, enjoy the movies on those big screens. So. The only part that I think that people would be missing is the, you know, part about going to the movies with a buddy or with, you know, a movie night with your wife or, you know, a night out where you go out to dinner and then go to the movie. But who knows when all that stuff's going to be, you know, a normal thing again. And that's the problem. And plus, I think uh, that, if they try to go this way, if Disney, say Disney just says no, we're not doing theaters anymore, they they're probably going to drive people to Disney Plus, right? I mean, so so they're going to get more subscribers than they already have because people will want to see those movies,
0: right? So there'll be a a, a straight up seven bucks a month to begin with, and then there'll be and then people will be paying a pay per view on the first run blockbuster right. movies on top of that, correct? on top of it right uh, and, and i kind of think that people will be more likely to i i and frankly i'm more likely to rent a movie like a, like a a first run movie if from home than i am to go out to the theater it's just and i know i'm not I, i'm not a typical case because there's lots of younger people when i was in my 20s and i was wasn't married I went to the theater a lot more than I do now, but once I had kids, that all changed. <laughs> and we, we, you know, I, I'm lucky to get to the movie theater a handful of times a year. Um, so, um, I, I, but I, I would be much more likely to spend some money every month to rent a movie than it is than I am to go out to the movies. And frankly, um, we could talk about what should a movie cost uh, a pay, a PVOD a, a rental a movie rental should cost from home we could talk about that in a bit but that that's also the part of the question is what's the right the sweet spot but you, you do make a good point father chip are home theaters good enough when we weigh them against the time and expense and crowds of theaters but also are we losing something by not getting that in theater experience as well
1: absolutely you know i i think home theaters as good as they are obviously we, they Leaps and bounds from you know every year it seems to be you know the technology gets better TVs get bigger and cheaper you know so more and more homes uh, are equipped with you know this the sort of uh, you know home theater experience um, but no nothing can really uh, copy the the theater experience at home you know unless you are really rich and and can <laughs> yeah. and build a, an actual theater in your house um, uh, so in my opinion, it's obviously you are losing something, like Father said, that communal aspect and and that that going out, you know, and doing things. And, and you know, I I am an optimist, um, but I am a realist too. I try to be at least. And I I think, um, whenever things do go, get back to normal, you know, if it, it, let's say, you know, you know, everyone's saying COVID will will go away one day. So whenever that day comes, I think. I think theaters will go back. I honestly think theaters will go back to the way they were. And I think there'll be a sort of Renaissance in the beginning. I think because people have missed out on that experience for so long, you'll see, you'll see movies that have no business getting sold out, sell out. Uh, You're, you're already seeing that now with like theaters uh, and, and a lot of States starting to open up, open back up a little bit, uh, getting ready for the release of tenant and, 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 uh, and, and Mulan later on. Um, you know, the you're already seeing uh uh theaters sell out for for those movies. So it tells you the the you know the demand is still there. Um and 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 I believe that uh you know from from an audience perspective, I think people want to go back. I know I would. Um, but I feel like you know before COVID, we we saw the trend of like people going and not going to the movies as often. I think that's that's definitely going to stay. It's not going to go back to like you know, the early two thousands or the nineties, not those sort of numbers. I don't think it's going to get better than what it was, but I think it'll get back to relatively the same sort of, uh, levels. Cause I I think also, you know, not to get too philosophical, but I think, you know, humanity in general, you know, humans in general do, they do a good job of, you know, when, when, when we suffer a collective tragedy, I think humans do a good job of bouncing back. You know, I, I, you know, I think of like, uh, like something like 9-11, mm-hmm. you know, a, you know, after that, even though, you know, it's I'm not comparing that to a pandemic, but, you know, people, I remember, you know, even though I was really young, I remember, you know, people thought like the world was changed forever and, and it was to an extent. I mean, we had to take our shoes off at the airport and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, things got pretty back to normal after that. You know, people were scared for a second. People thought it was like World War three, or, you know, uh, people wouldn't be able to leave their house, but, you know, life just went on, and I think I think the same thing is going to happen with uh, with COVID. Uh, whenever you know there's a treatment or or a vaccine or whatever needs to happen for it to go away, I think when that day comes, life and, and in turn, you know, the th- theater attendance will will go back to normal.
0: Uh, I think a, a, another comparison would be to like post World War II Europe, which pretty quickly by well, the early 50s, had bounced back a lot. So I, I, I see your point there. I'm not sure I'm that optimistic. I think there will be a bounce when the when there's a a vaccine and things have opened back up again. I think there will be a bounce. But the trend was, had always been downward for theaters. And I think that trend right. is going to continue and I don't know what the bottom is. I think there will always, I agree with that. There will always be a place for the theater experience. That's for sure. Um, I think we will always have art house theaters and local independent theaters. Uh, movie theaters have had a renaissance. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Sure. Drive in movie theaters have had a renaissance sure lately. Yeah. Um, and I think even the big theaters they've they've been doing things over the past few years, like you know, serving food and and that sort of stuff to make it more of a of an experience putting the, the big chairs, comfy chairs, all all Alcohol. that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh right. so I think those sorts of things I'm trying to think about like other other uh, ways that they could goose things. Now, like for example, subscriptions. Uh you guys remember MoviePass? That disaster yeah. of a yeah, of the, an app. <laughs> right. Which, what a disaster. Yeah. But the, the, I think they were onto something, which is, is people want to subscribe to stuff. They don't want like they would rather just pay a set fee every month and get stuff than than pay piecemeal. This, I think there's a there's probably some uh, economic psychological thing uh, that could explain it. But uh, if there was a dollar amount, say, what if there was say you pay thirty bucks a month and you get three movies a month or four movies a month or 500 bucks a year and you get as many movies as you want. Uh, you know, there'll be there's always the outlier, the guy who'll go to a movie every day. You know, he'll try to use it up. Uh-huh. But there'll be plenty of people. It's like the gym. You know, there'll be plenty of people who go, you know, the first month they'll go four times and the, by the sixth month they've they're, they're forgotten they've got it. And they're like, oh, I better use a, a movie up this month. You know what I mean? So so but like uh-huh. five hundred dollars a year. What do you think of, like a subscription model for movie going? We're we're
2: we're conditioned for it right now with um Netflix and uh, and Disney Plus and all the streaming services that are out there. So it it, it has a it has a potential for sure, and I think it, it's just a matter of trying to find the right price. Um, you were mentioning the right price earlier. Um, for you know the the move, a movie at home. Um, you know I I just for me. $30 is I'm not going to pay it. I'm not paying $30 to see Mulan as much as I'd like to see it. Cause it looks kind of, you know, interesting, but um, I'm not paying $30 to see it. I'm just not. Yeah. And uh, you know, because I'm, it's just cost ineffective. So um, if they brought it down to, I don't know, 12, $15 for it, I'd consider it because that's about the price of a movie.
0: I think, well, it's about the price of the ticket, but it's not right. the price of the movie experience, because almost everybody buys refreshments, you know, popcorn and, you know, a drink or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I bet if they brought it down to 20. So I would pay 20 bucks for, say, a Mulan. I would pay 30 bucks. Heck, I'd pay 50 bucks for Star Wars, uh, because, again, like I said, I when, for me, and that's the this is the big difference for me taking my family, all seven of us, to go see Star Wars, that's a $100-plus experience. <laughs> I'm glad there's only one Star Wars a year. Actually, at this point, we're not even getting that, but never mind. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that sort of thing. So um, it that's a good point. The good point is, is maybe they would have multiple price points, different, different, you know, blockbuster movies would be a little more, um, movies that aren't expected to do as well might be a little less. I mean, we've never yeah. had a thing where they... Apart from like matinee showing sort of things, but they've never had different ticket prices for different movies. Um, true, true. And I, I just, I think that you know,
2: I, I can't. I'm, I'm just speaking for myself, but I remember going to see Star Wars in the theater in 1977 with my parents, and you know, I was nine, and I just can't imagine. Going to see like not seeing Star Wars in the theater like it just that would blow my mind, you know,
0: I agree. In in fact, I was just saying to my wife, Melanie, tonight, like when I went to see The Force Awakens 2015, which was going to be the first good Star Wars movie in like 25 years. Um, sorry to the prequel lovers, but <laughs> 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 high hopes <end>. and, and, <laughs> uh, and all these people were at the theater. It was a in people in costume and it was a party atmosphere. Yep. And there was a kid was it was his birthday and he was handing out bags of candy to everybody. And it was, it just was like the a gathering of the family. And that sort of experience is what movie theaters are about. But if I'm going to go see, like, I don't know, uh, the latest Jason Bourne movie, I don't necessarily. That's not the same sort of thing, you know what I mean? So there are some movies that deserve that, but then there are the other movies where, like, there's the jerk in the row ahead of me who keeps looking at his phone during the whole movie and taking me out of the experience because it lights up and I won't stop, (laughs) you know. Or uh, and when you're at home, you can pause the movie and you know go to the bathroom or refill your drink, you know, as opposed to when you're at the theater and the kid leans over just at the good part of the movie and says, "Daddy, I have to go to the bathroom," you know. It's like. Can you hold it? <laughs> right. You know. So there's the, the there's the balancing of those things, but like I said before, I think there will always be a place for the blockbuster movie experience and or the date night experience.
1: But I think absolutely. I think the
0: balance yeah. is going to shift away from the theater.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're absolutely right, you know, and and like you mentioned, we saw that trend happening before the pandemic and yeah, as long as, you know, Marvel's making, you know, movies and uh, yeah, Warner Brothers is making big DC movies and, and you have the big Temple IP properties. Like they're all, they have to live in the theater. You know, it just, it makes financial sense for the, for the studios. If they're going to invest that much money into a movie to, to release them in theaters. And, and as you said, the, you know, the people are going to want that. And, and, uh, I think you've been, we've been seeing the trend of, you know, these smaller movies, like, the, the independent to mid-level you know type action movies the romantic comedies um a lot of kids movies they're just going straight to streaming and and uh i think the premium vod model i don't think you know i think trolls was like an exception because it was kind of like the first one and it was the only and one and it was a kids <laughs> the, the only one yeah, <laughs> one, yeah. <laughs> and it was a kids movie but I, I don't think that model is going to be really successful in the long run because, you know, like Father mentioned, uh, you know, I don't think most people, if they see, you know, a movie that's, you know, on the, like 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 Trolls or 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 like a a John Wick type movie, you know, people be like, okay, why should I spend the thirty dollars now, or should I just wait until it's eventually on one of my streaming services, uh, you know, for you know, just coming with the my normal package. Um, I know, I know. For me, uh, I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars to for for a movie like that. I'll, I'll I'll just wait until I can, you know, watch it on streaming or rent it for cheaper on Amazon or something like that. So I I think that model uh is isn't really gonna work. I think it, it can work if they do it in conjunction with these bigger properties. So is this like another option for those people who don't want to go out to the movie theaters? You know, is this extra money in the bank for the studios to make if they want to watch it at home? That's and, a good and point. That was that's being discussed point. even before the pandemic.
0: Well, that's that's the thing. So, if you go with this model of the 17 day exclusivity that AMC Universal came up with, so
1: <laughs> which will never happen, uh, I'll say that right now, it will never happen because well, uh, because movie theaters are committing suicide uh, if they well,
0: do that. No, let me let me throw the, this hypothetical at you then. Uh, so, 17 days exclusivity in the in the theater, then on day 18. PVOD for thirty bucks or twenty bucks at home, for for the for the rest of the, say fifty days, and and so you're capturing the people who absolutely must see it first and must see it in the theater, and then you're gathering up all those people who couldn't be bothered to go out to the because I'm in that boat already, which we had just talked about before. I'm going to look at going, I can you know find some night to go out to the theater spend a ridiculous amount of money probably have to find a babysitter you know and do all that hassle or i could just wait till it's on amazon or itunes and like either rent it or buy it if i really want to see i mean i could buy it most of those movies for when they're first on purchase for like 25 already so it's not even that big of a of a a difference in that case i'll i i try to wait for the rental even if i really must uh but (laughs) anyway so there's already a lar- I think there's already a large group of people who are already waiting, so i don't know oh, that yeah. that's, that's as, as, as huge of a of a disincentive to try the this new model uh but I think if they do some sort of hybrid where uh, an exclusive a shorter exclusive period in the theaters and then p v o d for a longer period and then it goes to streaming and blu rays and all that sort of stuff that you normally would do anyway after that I think that might be a model that sort of satisfies everyone. Yeah,
2: I think you're right, Dom. And I think there's going to be, I think the it's going to be a hybrid. It's going to be a hybrid. It's going to be a mixture of different things. And they're going to try different things until they find which works and which is the most profitable for, for all of them. You know, the, there is a symbiotic relationship between, you know, the theaters and the, uh, and the, and the movie in the movie producers, you know, the, the movie companies. Um, so they need to figure something out because I don't think they want to see, I may be wrong, but I don't think they want to see the movie theaters go out of business. And, and so they're going to have to work something out to make sure that they can, you know, keep, keep this thing going, um, you know, for the, for, for the foreseeable future anyway, who knows how long, who knows what the next big thing's going to be. We, you know, I mean, 25 years ago we were wouldn't have even imagined that we could have watched a first run movie uh right away yeah. uh, at home <laughs> you know what i mean right you know so uh you know when i <laughs> me dom and i are the same age i i i can remember as a kid when uh you know the new james bond movie was coming out or something like that i was like Oh, man, I got to go see it or the Indiana Jones movie. Well,
0: if you didn't see it in the that theater, was, you didn't see it. You didn't see it. Right. <laughs> exactly.
2: So, you know, it's a different time. And I and, and I, I think that everybody knows that everybody in the industry knows that. And I think, you know, that they're going to probably have to try and work together to make it as most make it as profitable for everybody because they do need each other in a, in a certain sense.
0: What do you what do you think about this? What about. Apple or Amazon or Netflix buying the chains. So say Amazon buys AMC or Disney buys AMC. Yeah, I've heard that. Now, uh, it used to be that, that the big studios owned their own theater chains, like Paramount Theaters was owned by Paramount Studios. But that got broken up by the government for monopolistic reasons, antitrust reasons. But if the, if they're if they're showing every like I, so I don't know if that even still applies I, I'd have to uh, you know consult a antitrust expert but um, but what if they could buy the the chain and so and make it an experience like the Amazon like Amazon with Whole Foods you can go and you can pick up your package and go see a movie while you're there on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime movies and because I'm an Amazon <laughs> Prime member I get a discount or I or I get a free movie a month or something well I mean what do you think of of the the big tech giants buying the theater chains.
1: I, th- I think that's a, uh, it's potentially disastrous. Um, <laughs> I mean, for the, for that, I mean, for the, like the monopoly sort of reasons, um, because yeah, you can like, if, if Disney starts owning theater chains, then, you know, whenever a Marvel movie comes out, you'll just, they'll just, you know, play uh, the next, you know, black widow and, in, in like every theater, every hour <laughs> and, you know, maybe show, you know uh one or two movies like maybe once a day uh you know or something like that they, they they can really monopolize it if if they were capable or able to do that um but i i think if if that were because the theaters are suffering so much i guess that is you know i don't know if any anything's been discussed but i know that's been thrown out there um if if that was something that was going to be potentially an option i think there would have to be uh deals across the board With all the studios, uh, you know, akin to something like how Disney and Sony made a deal to to kind of borrow Spider Man, you know, for between Marvel and Sony, you know, where they kind of both uh, can benefit from it. So I think obviously this this would be a much more complex deal um, where they would where they would have to figure something out. Um, So I again, I think I think at the end of the day, it's probably not a good idea because one studio is going to benefit over the other, and independent theaters are probably going to suffer a lot as, as they already have. Um, and they, they'll probably go extinct if something like that happens. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I don't see it happening. Um, but again, who's going to buy out these chains if they go bankrupt and, uh, uh, companies like Apple and Disney have the money to do that. So, right. I guess that's, yeah, at, at least worth thinking I, about. I think, I think Amazon would probably be the one
2: that does it. You know, I mean, It makes sense. He's got all the money in the world and he can, you know, pump content into these theaters from, you know, a huge library of stuff. And he'd probably find some innovative way, you know, to make it so that we could all, you know, like you were talking about those uh, subscriptions and everything else. So I just have a feeling that if
0: anybody's going to do it, it'll be, it'll be Bezos. Remember when we used to worry about Walmart taking over retail? (laughs) <laughs> yeah now it's going to be not outside. anymore, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> uh so um i mentioned before drive-in movies and this has kind of been my pet project is to reimagine drive-in movies i have a really a sad life but my like i've been I'm at, like because i love the idea of a drive-in theater like the idea of you drive in with your car and it's the perfect like coronavirus social distancing sort of experience right you drive in you've got the big screen in front of you and now Father Chip, you probably remember what it was like as a kid. You get that tinny speaker that you'd hang in the window and you could hardly hear anything. And you'd have to like crouch down to see out the front window of the car. Or maybe dad would back the station wagon and you'd hang off the back of it. But we could do like with the technology we have, you could have, I don't know, you could have an app on your phone that you run through the car's speaker system that's synced to the screen, you know, and you could order refreshments that get brought to the car from the app on the I mean, there's so much that could be done with the drive in movie theater experience, which, frankly, unless you live, you know, somewhere below the Mason Dixon is a only part of the year experience, uh, you know, because you can't you can't do drive ins in the winter, obviously. Uh, I mean, maybe you could uh, if if you if you keep the car, No, you can't. (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: It it would be a stretch. But they're not coming back, Dom. Sorry.
0: Well, I think in the in the realm of uh, like the art house theater, like the local drive, like the local independent theater, I think drive in theaters could. uh, My opinion is, is the coronavirus social distancing stuff is not going to go away. Uh, at the turn of a key, or the drop of a hat, or the injection of a vaccine, I think uh, it's going right. to be a long, slow uh, readjustment to a different reality of way of doing things. And right. I think there'll be a long. Pre- the longer this goes on, the longer it will take for people to 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 adjust out of it. I that's my feeling. And so the longer that we're that this goes on, if we go another summer like this, for instance, I think next summer you will see a lot more you know these old drive-ins reopening or you know and that that sort of thing these these social distancing friendly things but that's that's just my pie in the sky prediction i'm probably wrong
1: well yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah well i'll tell i'll i'll say this i mean i i i know southern california is is different but um uh drive-ins are, have made a huge comeback here obviously cuz first it's the only place you can watch a movie outside of your house um, in and, and California and, uh, and we we don't have a choice. Um, and second, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of turned into like a, you know, an experience sort of thing. I mean, uh, uh, you know, we have a local drive in, in here in San Diego, we have a couple of them. Um, and really before the pandemic, it's like, you know, you would just go there for nostalgia or, uh, you know, if you wanted to just watch something late night in the car with your friends or whatever. Um, but now it's turned to you know this whole thing, and and I think you're right, Dom. I think I don't know if they're going to make a you know a huge comeback uh, to where you know it's it's going to be on the be competing with you know theaters uh, once you know things go back to normal a little bit. But um, you know I think what it will take is is you know someone investing in drive-ins because the technology does need to get better because i I don't know how what drive-ins look like around your town the drive-ins are still very run down here um the the and you know the picture is never bright enough and the audio is you know if you're playing it in your car or on 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 a little speaker it's 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 really not the best uh sound quality um and you know if you want if if it's going to be something for the long haul i think i think if uh if some business-minded people See a future in drive-ins and are willing to invest the money because the technology is out there. Uh, that the, there are amazing projectors out there now. There's there, there's there's so uh, most newer cars have better sound systems. So uh, there are ways um, you know to to make that experience a lot better. And I think if if, uh, if someone's willing to invest in it, I think it could make a little bit of a comeback.
0: Yeah, especially yeah. in the in those areas where it can be more of a year-round experience, definitely.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. The drive ins just are, are it's hard to get into a drive in around here. It's they. Wow. They're sold out all the time. Well, well yeah. I mean, we're in a special time. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't expect that it's going to be that's the, case. the one caveat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the question is, is that will people feel comfortable going back? Like if, like Andrew, Andrew, you said once we can go back, people will go back. Um, And so there was a poll conducted in mid May. So this take it with a grain of salt before this is before everything started to reopen again this summer. But as of then 70% of people said that they'd rather watch a first run feature as a digital rental at home, than go out to a brick and mortar theater with a live audience. Uh, I, I I would love to see that poll today uh, because it's probably that number is probably a lot lower. There's probably a lot more people willing to go out now. Um, but what do you think? I mean, it's it. I assume you guys think that people are going to be willing to go out to theaters coming up. I I know the theaters are are bargaining on that. I think at some point people are going to go back. I mean, it's just,
2: you know, honestly, it's uh, I don't imagine that we're going to be shut up in our homes for the rest of our lives. And, uh, you know, they're going to figure a way out of this, whether it's a vaccine or or a treatment. And, you know, so and who knows what's what it's going to be. But I I can't imagine that it's going to be like this for, you know, a decade. You know, I mean, it's I just can't. Um, So I I mean, I'm happy to go back. I'd go back right now. Um, You know, if you wear a mask and you social distance,
1: I I don't I don't have a problem with it. I agree with father. I think people are going to go back. And uh, if you took that poll today, I agree. I think that that number would be lower because if you look like I mentioned before, you look at ticket sales, you look at the pre, the pre-sale for a tenant, um, you know, I read somewhere it's, it's, it's outpacing, you know, um, inception and interstellar. So, uh, you know, there's something going on there. I mean, the, now that movie, I, I read that almost half of the movie theaters in the nation are opening. Um, and that's without California and New York. Um, so, the, uh, seeing those numbers, kind of tells you where you know where people are at right now and and uh you know i think of something like like comic-con like you know comic-con here in san diego was canceled obviously um and uh you know people had the option to transfer their tickets to next year or to get a full refund and 99 percent of the people transferred to the next year so uh there there's at least people are hoping and wanting to to be you know uh, to go to these big communal sort of experiences like going to the movies and going to conventions. So um, I think the, I think, the, I think the want and the, and and the sort of um, desire is still there. And, and, and the hope is that, you know, when, whenever we, we kick this thing, um, you know, people, I think will start going back to the theaters. I agree.
0: Just tonight, actually, before we started recording, I got an email from Showcase Cinemas, which is part of National Amusements. And that's, uh, they said, your local theater is opening up this weekend. Uh, you know, Labor Day weekend, and uh, talk about like the all of the health and safety precautions they're taking, and all of that's involved in the the uh, auditorium capacity and that sort of thing. So, uh, they're I think they're banking on it. Uh, One of the things they're offering, which I thought was interesting, is private screenings for up to twenty five of your friends to to up to twenty five people. You can rent a whole theater for your group. Uh, you can watch classic movies. You can watch first run movies. And it will cost between $300 and $500, which comes out to about 20, I think something, 20, 20 bucks a head at the higher end, um, mm. which is so, an in- interesting model uh, because yeah. then you get like, it's just you and your friends or family. Um, I think, I think at, at, it's, it's, at least it's different, it's innovative, it's, it's trying yeah. something new. Can we pause it? <laughs> I gotta get a big pause button. Yes, um, <laughs> can we can we pause? I gotta go to the bathroom. Can we pause it? So, would you will you sit through a, a a movie with a mask on the entire time? If I have to, I will. Okay, because that's what they're yeah. they're gonna require at the showcase anyway. Is mask yeah. at all times? Which I'm not sure. Does that mean then there's no food and drink?
2: <laughs> yeah, how do you eat popcorn with a mask?
1: Uh,
0: that's, that's the thing. The is I, thing. I wonder if it's not going to be permitted. Um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah a I'm good not question. Sure, that's
1: a, that's actually a good question. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm sure the theaters. You could use a straw for your soda, so yeah. <laughs> kind of <laughs> s-
2: sneak it underneath. Yeah, <laughs> right, right.
1: That's where the theaters make all their money. So I, I know exactly. they gotta have to figure Hopefully something out. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that happens. I mean, the other part of this is on the production end of the theater, of the movie business, the movie and TV business, so so many productions have been, you know, you know, the stuff that was being made has been thrown into chaos. We don't know when anything, like they're just starting to get back into filming movies and getting back on set. And they have all these restrictions and they've, they're they uh, quarantining the cast and crew for two weeks before. And, and there's all this stuff. What do you think, how do you think this is going to affect all of these movies that we've been waiting for, like the Marvel phase three and the future star Wars movies and all this other stuff that we've been looking forward to. What do you guys think? Uh, how, how is this going to affect? Cause that, that also affects the theaters too, which is, you know, if they don't have anything good to show, nobody's coming to the theater. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely going to affect, you know, obviously protocols on set. I mean, um, you can read about, you know, a lot of movies are actually going back into production. So I think overall it's, it's not going to affect productions that much because studios are going back to business, uh, for the most part. You know, the, uh, the Batman is, is getting geared to go back to filming, um, in September. Um, you know, they had to shut down obviously during the pandemic and they're going to go back to shoe in England. Um, and you know, I think if you think of, like the NBA bubble, you know the nba i think has done a good job as far as mitigating uh the spread of it within the league um and you know on a film set you don't have nearly as many people uh you know as you know 26 teams uh and and uh and their staff so i think there are ways that, that they could definitely uh you know mitigate any sort of uh spread potential spread and stuff like that on a film set um especially now that more and more movies are filming on sound stages uh, that's probably what you'll see more of is, is, is choosing to film on sound stages as opposed to filming on location. So it might affect it in that way in the short term. Um, you know, because obviously there's more control on a, on, on a set like that, but right. Uh, but I think overall, you know, these studios need, you know, they have to make their bottom line and, uh, you know, people, the audience has expectations of how movies are supposed to look. And, you know, if you're going to sp- if you're going to make a Marvel movie and you're going to spend $150 million making it, it has to look a certain way. And there's only certain ways to do it. So you got to do it the right way. And so I don't think it's, I don't think studios are going to skip a beat.
0: Uh, the uh, Mandalorian's virtual sets may become all the more important for those soundstage right. filming.
1: Yes. Great uh, point. Yeah. yeah. The technology yeah. like that is going to make it a lot easier. Yep. Indeed. And cheaper. I agree. Yep. I agree.
0: All right. uh, Any last thoughts on the future of movie watching for me, either you gentlemen, father chip. I just, I just, I just
2: want to go back to the movies. That's all I know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just tired. I'm tired of all this and I know everybody's tired of it all. And uh, so I I think that's just what I'm looking forward to is just going back to the movies. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. None of us has a crystal ball that tells us what it's going to be. So, yeah, I mean, I just hope that it goes back to some semblance of normal. And whatever normal is going to be, that's fine with me.
0: Okay,
1: uh, Andrew. Yeah, uh, I'll just echo everything Father said. I, I just, you know, uh, God willing, you know, we we uh, were able to, you know, join together again and and have these sort of experiences at the theater and uh, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and you know, obviously, what we're talking about is like, is not the most important thing in the world, but sure. no. uh, it's 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 a way for us to to have you know hope. You know, for our future, um, you know, to talk about uh, going back to the movies and and stuff like that. So, uh, I I think, uh, you know, the, the there there is uh there is something to look forward to, and 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 I think that the theater experience, you know, as much as uh, you know, media outlets or polling or whatever or studios say that you know, um, you know, it's gonna everything is just gonna go move to streaming. I I, I think. I think that's uh, baloney. I think the movie theaters um, are going to have that have a renaissance and, and, and kind of just come back in a, in a big way. Um, So, you know, that's, that's where I'm at. There
0: you go. I think, um, I think, I think things are going to change my, from my uh, point of view, I think, I don't think theaters will ever go away. I think there'll always be a place for theaters. I think, I think things will shift towards streaming and and, uh, on demand uh, but, uh, there'll always be a place for theaters, it's, including for me. I'll always want to see Marvel, um, you know, an Avengers movie or a Star Wars on the big screen, just like when I was a kid. So, uh, um, and I want to take my kids to that. So, uh, all right. So let's wrap things up there. That was a, good, a great discussion. Uh, before we finish, I do want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of movies and TV shows, including Brent B, Bob M, Anthony V, Attila H, and Brandon Q, their generous donations at sqpn.com/give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of movies and TV shows and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com/give. So that's it from us. Now we want to hear from you. What do you think is the future of movie watching? What is the what is going to happen? How are we going to watch movies in 2021, 25, 2030? Let us know. Uh, and let us know what you think of this format of us talking about movies in a bit of a meta way as opposed to about particular movies or TV shows. You can. We want to hear from you. So let us know by commenting on the show uh, at sqpn.com slash secrets or the StarQuest Facebook page at facebook.com slash Media, or send an email to secrets at sqpn.com. Until next time, Father Chip Hines, thank you for joining me and sharing The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Thank you, Dom. It was a pleasure. Andrew Hermes, thank you as well. As always, a pleasure. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows on StarQuest, and we'll see you at the movies.